Join coaches Mary C. Hartfield and Rebecca Thomas as they speak on the things most people want to know but might not be willing to talk about. Dive in with us for off-the-cuff conversations around diverse topics and gain insight and guidance to help you live a more purpose-filled life. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Off the Cuff Coaching Podcast. I am one of the co-hosts, Rebecca Thomas, more than a life coach and the energy architect. And I am Mary C. Hartfield, living life on purpose, coaching and wellness advocate. Hello. Hello, Rebecca. Hello. How are you, Mary? I'm good. I'm good. Good. I'm still in sunny Atlanta. Uh, Yeah, I think we're actually like might be getting some glimmers of spring here in Michigan. Oh, I'm going to run back then. (laughs) I'll make sure and keep that open for you as you come back. Yes, yes, yes. I know. I'm like, oh, this can't be a habit every year I leave for the winter. Oh, or maybe it could, huh? Oh, that'd be nice. So what are we talking about today? How your story affects your life. You know, we all have different unique experiences. We're individuals. You know, we all have different life stories, but just talking about how does your life story affect your life? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know this is a big one that you and I have connected on because I know one of the biggest things that has given my life, I won't even say given it, but like steered me in the direction I knew I was supposed to be going was losing somebody I thought I was going to spend the rest of my life with. And I know that's something you and I have in common. Mm-hmm. And those conversations are what led us to being able to relate, but also have these epiphanies around what we're supposed to be doing with our lives and what the meanings behind things are so yeah that's so true and I think is it maybe our next maybe the next one or next cup we're going to talk about losing someone in your life but mm-hmm. yeah it does it changes your life your story a whole lot you know I, I was with my husband 35 years and then when he passes away and then also you know I've, I've always worked all my life, never not had a job. And I'm a long-term person that stays around for a long time. And then they get rid of your position. Mm -hmm. So it's really a change in your life and how, you know, what does your story look like? And then how do you tell your story again? Mm -hmm. So what, when you talk about, you know, why does stories matter? Mm -hmm. I mean, stories matter on so many different levels. And I think the biggest one for me is, not the biggest story, but the biggest meaning with it is the fact that you, like, you need all the pieces, right? You need the pieces of the past. You need the pieces of the present. You need the pieces of the future. So without plugging into those, you, you're losing something, you know, there's missing information. And not only that, but personally, I'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that you always like it. That definitely does not mean that that doesn't mean that it feels good that doesn't mean that in the middle of something traumatic or dramatic that you're supposed to find the purpose and meaning then give yourself time to go through it but looking back we can almost always find why that happened or what it led us to if that's what we choose to do yeah. Um, and I, a great example is I have a friend and, you know, I'm with ARP. I love ARP. Last night we had a Freddie Jackson concert out of Atlanta. Ooh, sounds rough. Huh? <laughs> Ooh, sounds rough. <laughs> so Freddie Jackson, we were listening to him for about a half an hour, 45 minutes. It was great. But 
she came on and we're doing different we call them learn a latte we do during the middle of lunch times and she was talking about race and culture and racism she told the story through every story she told was related to something that's happened to her her father her grandparents and through that how that affected her life Mm -hmm. and how it changed parts of her life through that Mm -hmm. you know so that's part of it that and everyone has that you know you go all over the world that you know people are on a certain path or reason they're on the path they are because of the story or because of stories that affected them Mm -hmm. and that made them do an edit to their life Mm -hmm. and to me you know when I was telling I said oh this is great but it was she's like you know and I was like you tell stories so well and she go she goes stories everyone can understand Mm -hmm. it's universal absolutely you know, when you talk about the stories of people's life. Yeah. And even saying that, like one of the most important things about stories is like who we are is largely molded by the stories of other people. Mm-hmm. You know, the our parents, our grandparents, our sisters, our brothers, our, you know, friends growing up, friends in adulthood, like all of those people have their own stories and they all contribute to being a piece of us and they mold us a certain way and like one of the visuals I think of is I always think of like weaving a blanket Mm -hmm. where you have all these different colors and patterns and all these different threads and in the beginning you start and you just have this very small piece of the blanket or even if it's on a loom where everything's kind of spread out but the more you keep going and weaving these things together it becomes it becomes this whole beautiful thing and so that's how i always visualize the stories and how they contribute to who we are yeah that's so true by my fact i had a ma- uh, when i had my magazine minority business professional magazine it was called tapestry mm. and that was our visual of being uh-huh. things woven together and, and like you said i think with our stories it helps other individuals understand each other. Mm-hmm. So I think if we tell our stories more, we can start to really relate to each other and understand it. You know, um, as a um, Institute for Healing Race and Facilitator, part of that is when people, we bring people together, we want you to tell your stories for so you can understand mm-hmm. where a person's coming from. Mm-hmm. And I think right now we're talking about um, social justice, in mm-hmm. that area is that we got to sit down and have more conversations mm-hmm. with each other to understand each other. But even when you meet someone new, my question is, uh, you know, Grand Rapids is known for saying, oh, where do you work at? Uh-huh. You know, my question is, you know, tell me your story. Right. You know, use people step. What do you mean? My, I mean, you know, what's your background? Who you are know, you? Culture. <laughs> yeah. You know, what kind of food do you like? You know, because yep. part of that makes up who you are. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's funny because even hearing you say like people telling their stories, there's such a beauty in that on both ends, because when you tell your story, especially if it's felt like something you couldn't say before, there seems to be in general, like this release behind that, where all of a sudden you can start letting go of like maybe the emotion or the shame or the guilt or just the frustration of that thing you've been holding onto and allow others to share that for you and support you in it. But then the other people, like you're saying, like they get the understanding of it. They're allowed a different perspective so that you can start creating that bridge between the two. Yeah. And I think, I think about, um, I was with some women and I think about one person told their story of how the, their, they 
they still got to come to reality of forgiving their self, but mm-hmm. yet it released another person tell the same story. Yeah. Same story where together they were able to communicate with each other and forgive yourself because a lot of times because we're holding in and not telling our story that yeah. you don't realize that telling your story releases someone else absolutely to be free i mean and that's really freedom that freedom to be free within yourself because guilt unforgiveness can hold you as a prisoner mm-hmm. yeah i know that's a whole different subject <laughs> right but, oh man <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, and part of it is, too, it gives you, um, when you tell your story to yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. part of that is examining what story are you telling yourself? Mm -hmm. You know, is it a truth or is it something you just made up? Or, you know, do I need to go back and edit my story to make sure I'm telling the truth? Because a lot of times you just tell people tell stories and, you know, you're looking at them, you're like, really? Right. And you know that it's just, they just made it up for them to look good, especially with social media. Right. So when you say edit your story, can you explain a little bit what you mean by that? Just be real clear. Well, yeah. Editing your story is kind of, you know, it's kind of like talking about, I'm going to go back and rewrite my story. Um, You know, and part of that is um, your story may be right now that I get up at 10 a.m. Okay, so I, you know, I have my own business. Mm-hmm. I get up at 10 a.m. I don't. I get up earlier than that. But you know, what I'm <laughs> no shame, girl. I'm giving, I'm giving an example. People are like, dang, she get up at 10 a.m. But let's say you're in business and you're getting up at 10 a.m. every morning, and then you're wondering, well, dang, how did I miss out on that? Well, mm-hmm. that's a habit. Mm-hmm. It's not a good habit. You know, mm-hmm. really things happen. I'm a person, I'm usually four, five o'clock, 6 a.m. up mm-hmm. in the morning. I've done my devotional and I'm getting ready to go do what has to be done where I have things finished by eight o'clock. You know, I know mm-hmm. what I'm gonna do for the day. I've already set that down the night before, laid out my plans. I don't I don't miss anything. But so mm-hmm. part of that is rewriting your story is changing the habits mm, that okay. you do in life. So I'm talking about examining your habits can make a difference on your story because your story may be that I need to tell her 20 minutes ahead because I know she's always 20 minutes late. So mm-hmm. I'm going to give you, if you were a late person, I would say, okay, we're going to meet up at 1.30 when I know we don't have to meet up to 2 p.m. <laughs> I've definitely done that to somebody before. <laughs> but Dad. you know what I'm saying? You know us, us are pretty much, you know, pretty much on-time people. So uh-huh. we're like tagging each other. You know, we wait five minutes and we're tagging like, what's going like, on? Okay. We, we yeah. don't like, you're late. We're like, are we, we're concerned. Right. So part of that, examine your habits because that can change your story. Mm-hmm. You know, well, examine I, your habits. Right. I think the reason I wanted you to elaborate on what you meant is because I'm, and I'm glad I did, because when you said that, like what I, what I went to was a couple of things. So the first thing I went to was and statements, because another thing that I really work with my clients with is sometimes we look at things and it's the meaning behind things, right? Mm-hmm. So giving something a new meaning and that can be something you do in the present moving forward. But it's also something like that can be really hard when you look into the past sometimes, because like I've had people, for example, that have shared things with me that happened in their childhood. And all of a sudden there's like this, this guilt or this disconnection or this disbelief that they experience certain things. And it goes from being like, Hey, I had an okay childhood to, 
my childhood was horrible. And part of that is feeling like they weren't allowed to enjoy pieces of their childhood or their childhood as a whole because some, because of whatever had happened. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I love that and statement. And that's where my mind went to was you could have experienced A, B, and C and also had an enjoyable childhood. So I think like that's exactly where I went when I thought of editing your story. Yeah, and it's, you know, you think about it, if you do a self-reflection, mm-hmm. you know, and part of editing your story, you know, that person could have went and got a therapist mm-hmm. and that would have changed a whole, let, they would go in examining, you'd be able to do self-reflection in that. And then that changed the whole outlook of your story and how you view things mm-hmm. changes because you're not, viewing it from that hurt or injury mm-hmm. of this happened in my childhood. So I hear that all the time. This happened in my childhood. So this is why I do what I do. Don't bother me. And I'm like, mm-hmm. mm, okay. <laughs> you still get to choose. Just saying. Right. You get to choose. You know, I think about me. I, I you know, I'm named after both my grandmas. I think I said it before. And my grandmother, um, Mary Tate, uh-huh. she did what she wanted to do when she wanted to do. So I grew up thinking, well, I'm after her. I can do what I want to do when I want to do it. Uh-huh. Now that could be my whole life story going around doing what I want to do, but in the process I'm injuring people because right. it affects other people. When I stop and say, wait a minute, mm-hmm. how is that? How is that affecting other people? Mm-hmm. How is that affecting my husband? How is it affecting my kids? You know, my sisters, my mom. So when I had to look and say, wait a minute, I got to retrace and I got to start over again about how I'm looking at things. And mm-hmm. once I adjust that, it's a wholly different story that now I have. My stories and where people, oh, she's going to do what she want to do. It's like, oh no, she's a compassionate person. Mm-hmm. She, you know, she's going to take consideration for other people and what they think. Not mean it's controlling my environment, what I do, but mm-hmm. yet I take that consideration in. So that tells the story of what people are saying about me mm-hmm. and how, what they're talking about me. Yeah. And that's, a similar thing to what you're saying that I really love is not only doing that, but something that's like, instead of like, we live out of fear, right? We look Mm -hmm. forward and we are like a majority of us and a majority of the time we struggle with molding our future out of what's happened in the past or what's happening right now. So we come up with these scenarios where it's like, well, I already know what's going to happen right? Like it reminds me of those movies that had both endings. Like you can watch the traditional ending or you can pick like the second version. Right. So I love the thought of a second version, which is very similar to what you're saying, but it's more like it's looking in the future and saying like, okay, so maybe this is what I'm envisioning, but what do I want instead? Right. And then reframing that story and then starting to take action and make decisions from that place instead of saying, well, I just know what's going to happen. So we might just go, just live here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like you're pre predicting what's going to happen. And, you know, words matter. Uh huh. You know, oh, for sure. You know, words are huge. You know, <laughs> you know, that's what we talked about before about affirmations and everything makes a difference in your lives because words do matter. Mm -hmm. and they matter to your story and how you're telling your story you know and I I think also that's why that um the people you have surrounding you can matter to your story Mm -hmm. it can change your story you know if you're hanging out with bad people and oh I'm gonna go do a robbery and because just because you're with them Mm -hmm. in that getaway car it can be the whole story of life Mm -hmm. so you know when people say oh I just love everybody I love everybody too but I have those circles 
You know, that's one that we should probably talk about one time of how, you know, how you, those circles of friendship and mm-hmm. how you keep people and where pe- are you putting people in the right place in your life? It doesn't mean, you know, everybody think, oh, I love everybody. Everybody should know everything. No, there's only certain people exactly. that you should be talking about everything to, mm-hmm. you know, because they can make a difference in your life and what your story looks like, because some people can't handle um, dynamic information, mm-hmm. you know, or di- what is it? Um, what blows up all the time? Uh, the little bars of things you light them. Oh, dynamite dynamite. Right. So sometimes I always say you have dynamite conversation. There's something dynamite. So you can't uh-huh. just hand anyone because they got to know how to handle it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't think of it. I was like, okay. <laughs> But you know, every, you can't hand, you know, if I got a hand, if I, you know, there's, I, you know, I know you, Rebecca, uh-huh. and I can, I'll say, okay, can you hold on this dynamite for, I know that you're not going to be, well, let me see what's going to happen if I light it. <laughs> right, I'm going to be real careful of the dynamite. <laughs> right, you know, and every, some people are like, they're like, you know what, I'm just going to light this dynamite. I want to see what's going to happen. Oh, so I love that visual. <laughs> and they, you know, they're, next thing you know, they blew up your life because they gave yeah. out information that you, that changes your whole life story yep. and how people view you and how, right. and it's not just how they view you, it's how you can tell your own life story. They right. changed it by just lighting that dynamite. Yeah. So you got to be so careful where you put people in your life. So closing things down, what is something that you want to share with people about their stories? Like something important or a resource or like one of the big takeaways that you hope they get from this? Um, I think part of it, one thing why stories matter is it matters and it's important to our lives and our cultures. Okay. And then I also think why your story and you knowing your story can affect of how, um, number one right now, because we are in social justice, we're trying to get race where we're talking, you know, everybody, Mm -hmm. each other, that you bring your full self to the table, your Mm -hmm. culture, your story to the table, because it can make a difference someone else. You know, um, you and I are both coaches, Mm -hmm. but our approach Mm-hmm. totally different because oh, yeah. we bring ourselves to the table as yep. so knowing that makes a difference so it's not trying to you know especially now with social media like I heard someone tell on a YouTube video I was just kind of flipping through while I was working oh my god I, I had to get these lamps because in Florence they have those lamps in their kitchen I'm like what You're changing your kitchen lamps because all the influencers have the, and she literally said that all these uh-huh. have these lamps in their kitchen now. And I'm like, okay, so you have to think about when you think about your story, uh-huh. you know, are you going to be everybody else in social media? I do training and development on social media marketing all the time, but you know, it, it's like, I'm focused on training or whatever. I'm not busy trying let me get my numbers up for I can influence and do all this and get paid i'm not focused on that i'm focused on doing what i do with the knowledge and expertise that Mm -hmm. i have that's that story and that's who i am you know so part of that is staying authentic to yourself for you truly tell your story and then if there's parts of your past that's holding up for being present in your true self in your story then get the help that you need that's Mm -hmm. a therapist if it's deep and then that's a life coach Mm -hmm. i love that what do you say so it's 
I love, have you ever heard of the Sankofa bird? You must have. I have years ago and I was like, oh, I love it. <laughs> so I had a friend that shared that with me and it just keeps resurfacing. And I really love like the story and the meaning behind it. And it's, I can't remember which country in Africa, but it's an, it's an African symbol of yeah. a bird that has an egg in its mouth and it's turning backwards and it's basically talking about like knowing the pieces of your past so that you can live in live in the present and move forward in the future and just taking those stories because they're all important right and so for me like one of the reasons that's so important is because I when I was younger I went through a lot of things my whole family has and I think we can forget that sometimes that the older generations like they're doing the best they can but we also don't always know what their stories are right so the way that they shape and mold and the assumptions and reactions that we have because we don't know can be a huge disservice and I know that the more knowledge that I unlocked around what happened in the the earlier generations or the, the older generations in my family, the more things made sense. And especially like if you struggle with, oh man, all kinds of things. Like if you struggle with not being able to let go of things in any capacity with your family, sometimes knowing what those stories are can be a huge release for that. That's so, good. So being able to, and it can be hard, especially with the older generations having those conversations, but thankfully I've been able to um, tap into communication with my family like that, where we can talk about those old hard things, where there's been a ton of healing behind that talking, but also a ton of forgiveness, both for each other, but yeah. also for oneself too, where all of a sudden it's like, okay, like I don't have to carry this anymore. I can let go of it now. So I think there's a, tr a true beauty in finding out what those older stories are and how they've influenced things and letting them be something that facilitates peace and connection and forgiveness all the way around. Yeah, that's, oh, I, I love this. We got to make sure we put this in a, re a resource because one of the things that you put in here is it teaches us that we must go back to our roots and reclaim our past in order to move forward. We mm -hmm. should reach back and gather the best of what our past has to teach us. Only then can we understand why and how we can to be become what we should be today. Mm -hmm. I love that. So we got to make, oh, that's good. I forgot about that. <laughs> that's really good. So we, yeah, that's good. So we have to do that in order to move forward because a lot of times pe people don't want to look at their past because it's so the harm and the hurtful. But yet, like mm -hmm. you said, you got to examine the roots of it. And you can get hung up on it. Like if you, if you want to release, you've got to be willing to let go. And, if, and sometimes if you're not willing, willing to face it, that's why you're not letting it go. You're just like sitting and, and turning your wheel. So. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. So. Okay, everybody. Um, it was a, hopefully you enjoyed this conversation we had about how your story affects your life. Um, please leave comments, go to our Facebook page, share the podcast. Um, we usually drop every Wednesday. Sometimes, you know, that a technical person just, oops, I forgot, <laughs> but we tried to. But they'll still be there on Wednesday. That only yeah. happens one time. <laughs> yeah, it'll still be there on Wednesday. But we're thank you for joining us for this conversation. Rebecca, talk to you soon. Yeah, always a pleasure, Mary.
You've been listening to Off the Cuff Podcast with Life Purpose Coach Mary C. Hartfield of Living Life on Purpose and more than a life coach and energy architect, Rebecca Thomas. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, go and leave us a review, and tune in next time as we continue to talk about the hard things, bring them to light, and help you move through your life with a little more grace, curiosity, and realness.